Hello, this is episode two of the CT Insider, the Commonwealth Times podcast. I am Gabriela de Camargo Gonçalves, or Gabby is just fine, and I am the executive editor of the newspaper. So if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you know what this is all about, but I'll give you a rundown, don't worry. There are so many things you can do within the journalism industry and so many things within those categories and subcategories, editorially, visually, and reporting-wise. So this podcast is all about that, the breadth of options and work that is put into making a newspaper work and I'm gonna try everything. For this episode, The Visual Insider, I will be trying photojournalism and illustration. So before we jump in, a bit of background. So fun fact, I actually came to college for an art degree. I didn't know what exactly, but art has always been a major component of my life. I paint, draw, photograph, collage, everything you can think of, I have tried. But drawing is my thing, and I got into the arts college with my portfolio. However, I am a stubborn, artist aka I like to do my pieces the way I want to do without rules or assignments so that probably wouldn't have panned out well professionally or in class so I went to my other big passion in life which was writing and that translated into journalism and now we're here great you know my life story now but I have photographed for the CT once when we needed a picture of the James River for an article and I happened to have a fun little plan to go the next day so I casually signed up for it nothing serious just iPhone pictures that happen to turn out well and illustrating well now I have become an iPad baby and I can't seem to not put it down and the illa for this podcast is actually one that I did I come with a little bit more expertise than the sports episode but I'm still nervous because now I have something to prove so let's start with photojournalism what does that mean Every article needs a photo. You need the visual aspects to let the people know what you're talking about. So here's my interview with Alessandro Latour, our photo editor. So how did you get started with CT? Um, I got started my freshman year. It was actually during our new student orientation tours. I met the photo like dean guy, um, and then he mentioned something about the Commonwealth Times. And I knew somebody that worked here, so I like contacted the person I was friends with, and then they put me in contact with the photo editor at the time, ended up joining, and then have been here ever since. That's so cool. I didn't know that. What's your favorite thing about photography? Kind of basic, but I, I really just like documenting like everything. I also tend to frame things a lot in my mind, so being able to like take pictures and do things like that kind of like cements that thought. Cool. Yeah. No, I get that. And tell me a little bit about how it works with CT specifically. How does it work with your photographers? Do they choose what pictures they want to take or do you assign them? I know that in the editorial part, we kind of pitch the stories and whoever wants to take it, they take it. So I'm wondering how it works with the photographers. Yeah, it's it's very similar to that. We'll have like a meeting like every Monday at eight. And then I kind of just go over like our budget for the week. And then I read off all of the stories that like need pictures, give a little brief description about what the like editors are looking for. And then like if people are like interested in it, then they can take it. Yeah. So tell me about the stories this week and treat me like I'm one of your photographers. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll choose which one I'm going to do. So I guess we could start with the sports section. Um, we only have one story this week. Uh, there's a men's basketball game on February 7. Um, we have a couple news stories. So we have one that the Enrico schools added metal detectors into all of the middle schools and high schools, I think. 
it isn't in Rico, I guess, so it's kind of far. So like, if you don't have a car, then don't worry about it. Uh, then I can do it. Another one that we have is fraternity and sorority story that we're doing. There was an email sent out by VCU regarding some of the updates and stuff on Adam's Law. Uh, and then for the photo for this, uh, we're looking to get a picture of the front office desk or maybe something else that's uh, in the commons. It's like in the back area. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that we're doing for news, the last one is the VA Dems backs down on Yunkin's 15-week abortion ban. Uh, there was a bill that got killed by the Democrats this week. There is going to be some type of protest going from the Capitol and then like marching throughout Richmond. So like, you definitely don't have to stay for the whole thing. And then for Spectrum, we have a Robinson's film class. It's gonna, there's two of them. There's gonna be one at the ICA at 6 p.m. on February 9. The last one is a China Fest at the VMFA. Uh, there's gonna be a bunch of performances and things like that. One that I think I can get the best pictures would be at the March. Because I did take a class one time that did talk about photojournalism and how you want actions and verbs when mm -hmm. you look at a picture. And I think that one will have the most options. So I think I'll take that one. I just got to downtown Richmond and I was very naive because I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy. I'm just going to drive. I'm going to get there. I'm going to take my, get my shot and just go on with my day. Well... Downtown is already not the easiest place to drive um, and I don't know why it would be easy when there is a march going on. So I had to circle blocks like a thousand times and since I moved here, my phone never liked those parking apps and for some reason today is my day. Well, I'm walking to Capitol Square where the march is happening. Police blocked um, the street that leads into Capitol Square. Yeah, the streets are kind of crazy today. Um, so I was very naive to think it would be easy. Well, let's do this. I might have jinxed my luck a little bit because my camera just died. I took a few shots, but I don't think I got the one. But the lighting wasn't right. The buildings, the cars, they, they weren't right. So I'm standing right where the, the police blocked the space. Um, I took a picture, some pictures of that. Um, but my camera just died, so I had to resort to my, my phone, and hopefully that's good enough. Yeah, I'm, it's not feeling great right now. I'm not feeling great about it, but, you know, I'm resourceful. I'm, I'm going to make this work. Um, after about 30 minutes out in the field, I, I got my shots. After my camera dying, I... <laughs> I encountered three people that were at the march but um, were on their way back to put some stuff away. I found them because I couldn't find the march. I was on the same block but I don't think I was at the, the right place. Um, so I kind of stood at the beginning waiting for them to um, come back around because then it would be just a game of catch. I found these three people and they were holding signs and they actually said something that was really insightful for photojournalism because I asked if I could take a picture of their signs and it seemed like they were posing for a picture so I was like oh do you want do you want to be in it because I wasn't sure if they were comfortable being um, you know splashed on the news and this one guy said well 
sure but i don't want people to think that this was the march just three random people walking around by themselves and i was like oh absolutely not you know if i were to take a picture of you three i would say you know be very well represented of of how this was in the march you know like you were just um you were leaving or blah 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 and that was actually really insightful because if you think about it, yeah, if you're not careful about the captions that you put with your pictures, that's just like bad journalism. So he was obviously not comfortable being in the picture um, because of that same reason, even after I assured him that I wouldn't um, be misrepresentative of of the picture but i was like you know like you, you don't have to be in it i can just take a picture of your hands holding it like no worries like i just want you know um a represent because i really wanted signs because when you think of marches and protests and whatnot you think about the signs you know what what people think represents their issues so um i really wanted a picture of that and i had to take it with my phone because again my camera died even though i charged it i promise i charged it i'm a I'm a well, well prepared person i promise after after that i i stood there for a few more minutes and it didn't seem like anything else was happening and i had taken a picture of the signs and i had taken a picture of the blocked off road and once i first got here with my car i was able to take some when the the light was red um and i was like you know um, I think I, I might have to pack it up. But when I was on my way to my car, I actually got lost because I, in the mix of things, I completely forgot to memorize where I parked my car. So I started wandering around and luckily, thank you past Gabby for not remembering because in, that, in the midst of trying to find where I parked, I found the march. They were coming straight on to me and everyone was very re receptive to having their pictures taken. So I had really good ones of people holding the signs and you know, um, I got, I think I got really good ones of the crowd itself as well. Again, I just, I wish it was with my, with my camera. I feel like I would have felt way more professional. <laughs> so I'm uploading my pictures right now and this is the first time I'm looking at the ones I took from my camera. And I kind of surprised myself. They're not bad. They're really not that bad. These are definitely usable. Some of these, I don't know what I was thinking. There's one where I took a picture of a car's reflection on a building. I, I don't know. I think that was when I was really desperate because I couldn't find the march. And I was like... I gotta have some plan B's in case I can't find it. Um, so yeah, and I think the ones on my phone, they're definitely more dynamic because it is when I actually found the people marching, but these are good nonetheless. I'm gonna upload them into our drive and I need to write the captions because I was actually there. I actually know what was happening. So I'll have to be the one to, um, you know, captions when you're describing what people are looking at in the picture. So. I have a lot of, I will say it's one of my least favorite things because sometimes when I wasn't a section editor, I, I had to do it um, because sometimes uh, the caption wasn't quite right. Um, sometimes photographers don't really know the journalistic way of writing them. So it was my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> but, you know, now I am a photojournalist, so I am going to do it my best i'm gonna do my best yeah i'm gonna ask for alessandro for um feedback and we'll see 
Okay, Gabby, I see that you put the March for Life photos uh, in our Google Drive. I'll go ahead and take a look at those real quick. Put eight in here, and then you've got the captions in here. That looks great. Couple of things. One of the first things I would say about the pictures, they're the way that they're labeled. Um, so you have JPEG files in here, and you also have .jp2 files. Uh, if you could make them all JPEG files, that would be great. Um, it just makes it easier for our designers when they're all the same file format. Uh, also, the naming of the things. All of the photos have different names, like IMG underscore 3912. Uh, they all have like sequential names. If you could just name them all, like March for Life underscore, then your last name, and then like have the number. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier for our design team when they're looking for pictures, like by numbers. And then in terms of like the actual pictures, uh, they all look pretty good. I like the ones, those four especially, with the people holding up the signs. Um, I think 3911 is my favorite. You have a picture of some guy holding a clipboard that has the stop the extreme right to abortion amendment in VA. Uh, this kind of encapsulates like what the whole march is about. I think the first two pictures, I think they don't work as well as the rest of them um, because it was a story about a march. There's nobody marching in them, I guess. It's kind of just a photo of like a police officer blocking the street, which I guess could like signify that there is a march. Uh, but I think for visual cues for this, people would want to see like a large group of people marching or something. That's for those two. Uh, the rest of them look fine. The very last one, uh, this is kind of where I'm talking about. We want to see like a large group of people marching. And you get that here, but they're in like the corner, the very bottom left corner of the frame. Um, I think if you took a picture a little bit more head on so that the marchers were like in the full shot uh you you would see them a little bit better and but since they're like kind of on the bottom corner kind of looks like picture of the tree since there's like the tree and then the light pole but yeah if you i guess uh, yeah if you just like moved it down a little bit it would have been a little bit better but those are just my critiques for those three but the rest of them look look fine that's all i have for your march for life pictures uh they came out pretty good uh, i hope you enjoyed taking pictures for the first time looking forward to continuing to work with you and if you are interested in doing any more stories if you're not too busy just go ahead and let me know so it's been almost two weeks since i went to take the pictures and yes chaos <laughs> my camera dying not finding the action but it gets worse alessandro thought i was kidding i messaged him after uploading the pictures and he was like oh you actually went so we, he actually sent another photographer for the same thing. And I'll admit it, they did a better job than me. Timing was a huge thing for this assignment. And I don't think it worked in my favor. So the article hasn't been published yet because it's still in the editing process. But if you're curious to see the social media post about it once it is, or the website, it will be a mesh of mine and the other photographer's pictures. And I definitely want to try again. I don't think the pictures were horrible. I really don't. It's just the odds weren't in my favor. And I feel like I already learned so much, especially with the feedback I got. So I hope to sign up for more assignments and try something new so now let's go to the illustrations part so illustration is also a 
big factor into the visual aspects because sometimes it's hard to capture what the article is about with a picture. Sometimes it's too abstract or like a big national event that there's no way we can send a photographer to. For example, the sports article that went out this week about LeBron James breaking a big record doing a game. We asked for an illustration, but the big thing is opinions articles here at CT. So for example, our opinions editor pitches us an article and as a staff, will discuss the best way to visually represent that opinion. And usually it's something more abstract, something that isn't particularly something solid that we can take a picture of or, or something that we have to get creative in representing. So here's my interview with our illustrations editor, Killian Goodell Porter. So um, Killian, tell me a little bit about how you started here at CT, how you started doing illustrations. Just tell me everything. As a kid, I've, I've been basically the art kid my entire life. So I've like always been doodling and stuff. But um, my second semester at VCU, I um, saw a like poster for illustrating for the CT and I was like that's something I'd really like to do and then in the fall of 2022 I became the illustrations editor for the CT and now that's what I do here. That's so exciting. I definitely get that. I was the weird art kid for sure. (laughs) Um, So what's your favorite thing about art and illustrating? As an art student at VCU, I feel like I get to experience a lot of different types of illustration. Um, I get to see what everyone else in different art majors illustrate and paint, etc, etc. So I think like just being able to experiment and do lots of different things. I think that's my favorite part about illustration. Yeah, I'm actually really curious about this. I've always wondered this. Um, At CT, we always, we usually do illustrations for the opinion section, right? And we are very careful in trying to um, really represent the opinion. And so we're very detailed on what we want for that. Um, how does that translate into your own freedom as an artist? Because I've always done art and I had a lot of trouble doing commissions, for example, when someone told me how they wanted it and I had a different vision, but I had to do it. You know, that's what they wanted. So how was it for you or like what you hear from other illustrators? I think that's kind of the beauty of illustrating for the CT because it's not necessarily a commission in that sense because it's very collaborative because mm-hmm. we yes, we do kind of come up with an illustration idea and kind of the mood of the illustration. But then once an illustrator picks up and like illustration assignment they get to do thumbnails and we get to discuss like you know this angle would be better for this kind of article and this this kind of like colors and tone would be better for the article so there's a lot of back and forth like as we're discussing an illustration and I think that kind of makes it a great kind of way to learn how to collaborate especially in like the kind of journalism area you get to kind of bounce ideas back and forth back and forth Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that perspective. I hadn't thought about it like that. Treat me as your illustrator now and tell me how you would do. Okay, so starting off with this week in illustration. Yes. Yes. So we have four illustrations for this week, and I'm going to let you choose what you want to do. Okay. So our first... No special treatment. No special treatment, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) This is how we do it. Illustrators get to choose what they want to illustrate, and that's how it goes. So. 
Um, our first illustration that we have is for the news section. Um, there's been, there's a new, it's about a new proposal being passed by the House delegates requiring high school students to pass a version of the citizenship test um, to receive their high school diploma. So what we want for this illustration, we're not going like, we don't want it to be too editorial for like, as in like an Ill- opinions illustration. We want something a little more simple than that. So we're going to do an American high school classroom. We want to make sure it's kind of not necessarily an overly happy illustration, but not overly like dreary either. Just kind of, it's just the news. Yeah. Yeah. Just the news, just the facts. Our second um, illustration is for an opinions article. It's about Hanover County and its marginalization of trans students. The illustration is going to be a silhouette of a school board at, at a table with papers, almost like they're discussing during a session. And then behind them, we're going to have protesters that are going to have signs with the trans flags color, flag colors on them. And then our second opinions illustration is going to be um, the opinions on opinions <laughs> opinion. <laughs> um, essentially for this one, we're talking about um, how mor- morality forms our opinions um, and why often when we have opinions based on morality, we argue highly for them and stand our grounds, makes opinions very polarizing. Um, So for this illo, we're kind of going for kind of a New Yorker um, style, very black and white. Um, We want to have two figures probably silhouetted um, with speech bubbles surrounding both of the figures almost to an overwhelming extent to kind of symbolize um, how opinions can kind of become this polarizing idea. Mm-hmm. And then our final illo is for the sports section. Um, it's a press box. It will be an opinion piece about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Essentially, it's going to be um, two mascots, the Chiefs mascot and the Eagles mascot, both jumping um, for a football. Okay, that's a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah. um, honestly, I'm divided between two, which is the news illustration mm-hmm. and the one about opinions on opinions, which is very meta yeah (laughs) um wait let me think okay okay so i actually have a question for you before i make my decision yeah i kind of know the answer but i want to get your perspective on this okay i have an ipad i've done digital art but i also do love traditional art what what do you think about that with the process of doing it what do you think best um encapsulates which story i guess I love that you brought that up because I think a lot of illustrators think that they can just do digital artwork, but we are very open to doing, you know, traditional pencil and paper kind of illustrations. Um, I think for the two that you were kind of deciding on, I think that um, our opinions on opinions piece might work well with that, considering it's both a black and white illustration, as well as something that's kind of like very abstract. I feel like you can kind of get that across with like the line work that you get naturally Mm -hmm. with a piece of paper. It's up to you. We can discuss it more if you want to. But yeah, I don't know. I love just putting my pen on paper. I just love it. I do love digital art like a lot. And I hope to, um, in the future, even if it's not podcast related, I hope to illustrate more digitally for CT because I just, I have so much fun with it. But I think why not try something new, which is traditional art on CT, especially because it's, it is an online week. So it's kind of weird to see (laughs) the traditional online, but then the newspaper is digital. So, um, Put me down for that, Killian. I'm going <laughs> right. to do the opinions on opinions illustration. And yeah, I'm excited. 
I sent it to Kellyanne and she gave me an amazing feedback um, that I should play around with gray tones. Um, so this morning, I am actually, as I'm recording this, doing an ink wash. So I have a little vial of ink. I'm currently doing it right now. Um, the paper I chose, she isn't great. She really isn't. Um, but hopefully, you know, I'm trusting the process. It's going. I'm gonna trust the process. I remember the whole trust the process thing. Yeah, the process is done and I hate it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the paper. God, it just looks so bad. Yeah, this is, yeah, I, I'm probably gonna step away and then regroup and see if I wanna start over, if I want to, yeah, I'll, I'll probably start over. I, yeah. so now i have two drawings and why do i like the original better now <laughs> i don't know so yes i did like the original way better um but after much conversations with killian and kind of doing some work digitally as well on top of the picture or scan version we ended up getting to a product that i really really like now Killian's help was crucial and we did end up using the original drawing with some details that I added and now here's Killian's final conclusion and feedback for me. I think Gabby did a really amazing job. You know sometimes even though I've been doing this for a moment it still amazes me that we are able to come up with the idea for an illustration and then work on it in a little more than a week and have like the full product by the end and I think Gabby did like such a good job of taking my edits and immediately sometimes like she got the edits back to me so quickly and I was like really amazed and impressed um you know even though this was kind of a different situation for both of us because, you know, our roles in illustration editing are usually a bit different. But I think nevertheless, we both worked through everything. We exchanged ideas and figured out what we wanted for this illustration together. And I think we ended up with a really great product. And I'm super happy about that. Just like being illustrations editor has been like such a learning experience for me. And I feel like I've grown a lot from like what I've learned here as an artist, as well as just like a person. So I'm extremely grateful to be working with so many amazing artists, including Gabby. <laughs> and I'm excited for the future. So yeah. The article that this illo was for um, has been live for a while now and I had so much fun and it was really cool to see what the designers worked with. There are three kind of steps for all of this. So there's obviously the writer, which, you know, writes their opinion and 
We have the editing process, which is just us trying to see if they can expand on a point that wasn't um, very explored or any grammatical things that we have to look into. And then we go through that and then the designers take it away and they kind of um, make it so the, the article is publishable on social media and we can do a little bit about that. And so if you're able to, you can go on the Kamal Times Instagram and take a look at how they played with the illo and the editorial part of the article. It was really cool to see my illo there. Um, and I had a lot of fun. I tried things that I hadn't done before, like mixing traditional and digital art or scanning, <laughs> scanning it instead of being content with a picture. And I know I kind of talked about being hard for me to follow quote unquote artistic orders but it did make me less nervous that there was a second set of eyes trying to get my work to the next level so a lot of times when i'm like painting by myself and something feels off or i don't like something about it i have to figure it out myself and it's a big part of the process and it's one of the things that i really love about art as well which is correcting your mistakes with other mistakes and making it beautiful so it was also really cool to not do that by myself. So I had Killian um, every step of the way saying, hey, how about you try thinner lines here because then it will bring the whole thing together. And I'm like, whoa, I hadn't thought about that. Thank you so much. So it was really cool. And yeah, so this was our second podcast episode and I got a lot of positive feedback from the first episode that just filled me with so much happiness so thank you and it's been really fun in diving into a new medium and it's I'm editing these episodes myself and putting it all together and all the interviews so it's like I'm trying this brand new thing within trying brand new things Woo! so if you read the corresponding articles and came this way I hope you enjoyed the inside look. If you are a CT staff member, I appreciate you. If you're my family and you're listening for support, amuvoses. And I will be back for another inside look next episode.